We are in Satanism 101, the course, and we are at uh, session number 18. Listen, I know that uh, some of these uh, sessions can be pretty rough, and I want to mention even the one on Satanism and music. Again, just pray through it. See how the Spirit of God leads you if you are uh, a musician and or listen to a lot of music, and I think that's important. We are now entering into something much broader and it's something that I feel this session that we're about to do on the weaponization of satanic powers. Now, on the website, I have already given you some links where I've done sessions to the public on this subject. Out of uh, the course Confronting the Powers, we touched on it. Is it biblical? Yes, absolutely. Is it something that we need to be concerned about today? Yes. If you really know biblical revelation where God shows us that Satan's agenda is to grab the political powers, the nations, and to grab the military strength. When we talk about a new world order, this this new satanic order, this, this combining of nations, it is inseparably linked to the development of a whole new military. And there's a reason for that. There's a reason why, and I think that uh, as you look over the notes, as you look over maybe some of the materials I've given to you on your webpage that comes with this notes, two of the newsletters we did, we give a number of uh, resources. Some of the older books that were written again about uh, Psy Warriors in the 70s, their ability to uh, possibly uh, uh, you know, influence the mind of man, the Russians obviously used psychics or psi warriors with President Carter. It was listed. It was in the newspaper. And this is something that's been going on, and billions of dollars have been spent, and there's a great search. Now, this ultimately goes back to the Germans, which we'll talk about too, and their search of a Aryan race super soldier, and uh, that that continues to go to this very day. And it also is involved in the concept of um, the... One, the other side of satanic ritual abuse is the fact that uh, there have been many who've been trying to create some kind of super uh, advanced human beings. And listen, listen, they're all around us. They really are in the sense that there are million, millions of diagnosed cases of multiple personality disorder. And you're going to see as we talk here how it goes back to uh, the American Psychological Association and the CIA of our government influenced uh, with Nazi doctors that came over from Project Paperclip and the, um, well, simply they knew back then in the late 40s how to split the human personality and create sub-personalities. And literally in the book written by G.H. Estabrooks, he deals with the fact uh, that military at that time was seeking to harness anything they could to weaponize hypnosis, to weaponize the process uh, of creating an alter personality, to turn that sub-personality into, a, into an assassin, someone that could do reconnaissance and infiltrate the enemy's camp, and on and on and on. So... When we have those who speculate today, it's normally because they have not done the research, nor have they dealt with the victims, uh, both in the Christian circle, in the psychiatric circle, let alone in the psychiatric and governmental circles. There's a lot of uh, need for denial because their hands have been involved in this all along. But what are we going to do now with, um, with all these hundreds of thousands that have been involved in satanic ritual abuse for the sake of creating them? to be used uh, to help bring the Antichrist in, to unleash dark powers. I just dealt with a person the other day that uh, part of the inside sub-personalities were trained only to do rituals and conjure demons and release them into the air. Now, that might sound foreign to a number of us, but if you've been reading anything that we do and studies that we've done, uh, then you probably pretty much understand uh, the issue. Uh, the backdrop to this is Revelation 19.19. I did a session on the front of ShadowTheDarkness.net called uh, Play It Backwards. 
if you want to uh, take a look at that, uh, go to shadowthedarkness.net and uh, under theology for the third millennium, you'll see where ha- there's a there's a, a link to play it backwards, which deals with Revelation nineteen nineteen and the ultimate military. That is a, a biblical revelation. God has given a revelation of the future of the largest, uh, probably the most uh, advanced in technology. And obviously, the most Satanized or demonized or in, you know, demonically influenced military in all of human history, all of human history, uh, which would it include uh, carrying the mark of the beast, and they come out um, and gather there to do one thing: to make war on the return of the living Christ, the second coming. So please, if you are a believer and you believe the Word of God, then you need to look at Revelation 19 and begin to think through some things. Once you look at Revelation 19 and see what God says actually will happen on the field, then you go back a couple of chapters to Revelation 16, where the dragon, the beast, and the false prophet gather together in a satanic ceremony which is just like a satanic ceremony, ritual, and they and they send forth demons, spirits that have the power that have miraculous powers behind it to go to go listen, seduce the kings of the earth, kings of the earth mean military and political leaders, and gather them. So under satanic power, satanic presence, Presidents, leaders, kings, biblically, we have a revelation that they will be drawn and be gathered out onto the field, be convinced to be there. What does that tell you? So when we talk about the weaponization of satanic powers, all you need to do is look at Revelation 19.19 and then go back to Revelation 16, and you already see uh, the weaponization on the satanic side, uh, but we're going to also take a look at how that has been used in history. Uh, Satan does have powers, and his powers are used as weapons to get his agenda done, and he will bring it through individuals and through military, through politicians, and through conjurers uh, so that the world around us can be saturated. If you read Revelation 18 and the rise of the counterfeit church, satanic Babylon, where we will have um, a time of unequaled demonic manifestation of demon worship and the felt demon presence, demon power in society. Revelation 18 will give uh, revelation on that. So let me uh, tell you that I'm not going to hold back on this session. Is that okay? I hope not. Um, I think of this so many times and I look and see what's going around and I I look at uh, what is happening in the world and I do. The world is not prepared uh, those being seduced really don't know what's happening, especially those in the New Age that are that are literally being um, incrementally led into this this uh, well satanic sequence, uh, this spiritual evolution that leads to a new world order, new leader, new politics, new uh, military that will be. Um, that will be just absolutely saturated with uh, an antichristu, uh, antichrist spirit. On session 18, if you look at uh, the page 35 that we're looking at for this session on your notes, uh, I also want you to take a look at your web page when you get a chance, and uh, you'll notice that I have also listed, and I list books on those two newsletters. So I'm not going to put anything more in this. If you look at the newsletters that we've already put out that deals with, um, well, there's a book called The Psychic Battlefield, The Military Occult Complex. Um, And that book written not by a Christian, but by an individual that brings, again, historical and literal and uh, documents the uh, use of occultism 
in the development of uh, weapons and weaponry and, and uh, nation building and uh, in military. I also have listed Ron, I'm sorry, John uh, Ronson's book, um, The Men Who Stare at Goats, in which he does a study, and again, it only gives the tip of the iceberg, concerning Fort Bragg, all the way back to the 50s, but now through the 70s, and even now with Colonel Shannon and others, the 1st uh, Earth Battalion, which in many ways, when, when an undergrounder from Fort Bragg years ago in the early 90s gave me the manual, it shows kind of, again, the, um, you know, creating a new age type soldier that would have psychic powers, abilities and so forth. And, um, and I know Colonel Shannon on the outward would say that's what it's all about. But the idea of the men who stare at goats is in, it's the idea of uh, the weaponizing of the mind or powers to burst the heart of a goat to kill it. And see, the whole issue was weaponizing the ability to do that to soldiers. And if you do a Google search on DARPA, uh, which is um, really the, the the think tank and uh, the the science, the mill lab, the the concept behind DARPA is anything they can uh, bring about uh, as far as to weaponize for you know use you know to bring about new weapons. John Alexander also has a book, Non Lethal Weapons, in which from Los Alamos labs and other places, they've been working on weaponries, new kinds of weapons. And we have seen weapons in the war, uh, the Gulf War, and um, laid out there now that are, that are so far advanced. But we have behind the scenes much more that has not been brought out. So when we talk about um, even the development of weapons... There's a reason for that. Throughout this session, I want you to really study uh, Revelation 19.11, which talks about you as a believer coming with Jesus in the second coming. Down. And then who who is Jesus going to face? Well, Revelation 19.19, the beast and the armies, which are, are who? These are going to be the armies that are drawn from most of the nations around a multinational force. Point one on your notes uh, that I have for you on page 35 is, number one, supernatural powers exist and are used. Now, if you understand, going all the way back to 2 Kings chapter 3, guess what occurs? Chapter 3. We have a king, a pagan king, and see, now there's archaeology done concerning the Phoenician, you know, back then during the um, Phoenicians. And, uh, well, you can go to the Mayans now, the 70,000 sacrifices, the child sacrifices, the blood sacrifices, the brutality. But if you go back even to the um, northern part of uh, South Africa and in the biblical lands, even below um, Iraq, and even they found off the coast of Sardinia. Um, evidence, archaeological evidence of child sacrifice and the god, uh, um, well, Moloch is one of a number of demon gods where they offer their children. Now, there's a battle going on in 2 Kings chapter 3. And Israel is attacking a pagan nation, a demon-worshipping nation that that sacrifices children that leads others to do so so you're you're dealing with a nation that's that's highly demonized and uh, Israel is coming to um, battle with them now if you do some of the archaeological studies and I was reading in uh, a background book about how many of the cultures there and even in South Africa um, you you have evidence of tribes that will s- do sacrifice or do you know, ritual unto their gods to gain favor, power, and so forth to fight against an enemy, war gods. In the Old Testament, you find this battle going on to where God becomes uh, literally the man of war behind Israel, uh, the power that would uh, advance Israel against nations who worshipped Nebo um, and Moloch and many, many other, Baals and others. Well, here we have a Revelation, 2 Kings, chapter 3, verses 26 and 27, where 
this king took his eldest son because they couldn't break through. They could. They were not winning the battle. So he took his eldest son, who would have reigned in his place, and he offered him. He sacrificed him on the wall. He shed his blood on the wall. And the link that I give you for this also, you know, gives a lot of the background with the uh, Canaanites, the Egyptians. Uh, Persians, Gauls, uh, Carthinians, uh, even the Britons uh, from Britannia, and uh, Arabs and all, Romans, all of them. And you're going to find uh, the high places. You're going to find the gods and, and beings that uh, were worshipped and how human sacrifice was given for the demonic manifestation, power. Well, literally, when he did this sacrifice uh, of, a, of a young person, shedding his blood on the wall to a demon god to gain power, um, to literally weaponize the power and defeat Israel. And guess what occurred? At that point, they defeated. They won. The power came through. The dark power came through, and they won. Second Kings chapter 3, uh, verse 26-27. Now, now when you look back in the Old Testament, you're going to find out that a lot of the, uh, the tribes that fought Israel were just like this. They sacrificed humans to gain demonic power for their um, for their battles, to win battles, military battles. And when you take a look now at the stream of things, I think that we could even find this with Rasputin as uh, in his dealings with Russia. I think Russia sold their soul uh, in the 50s, 60s, and 70s to the pursuit of psychic or powers, weaponizing any kind of powers for the sake of uh, having a greater military. What they didn't know, and what the United States military doesn't understand, even in their current search, is that behind the scenes, ultimately, Satan searches for a highly spiritually trained um, military for future use. And I'm going to tell you something. I want you to think this, okay? Think through this. It is my personal belief without question that there is satanic presence and power for years upon years back with the Germans brought over here late 40s, 50s, and has been going on since where there is literally supernatural presence that is aided, guided, and put the ideas into the minds of military scientists and weapon makers to create weapons, to create the, the need and the desire and the want for the weapons for the sake of future use in a battle in which Satan will use those weapons with the people involved to fight and try to destroy once again Jesus as he's coming. Revelation 12 shows you that Satan, the dragon, was there waiting when Christ was born the first time to destroy Jesus. And we're finding in Revelation 19, 19, if you will take the look and think through it and pray through it, how does he get there? How does he get all these nations together? How does he get all the weaponry? How does he get all those people in the field? Revelation 16, demonic powers. So there is clearly a on the side of Satan biblically revealed that he is um that he is clearly moving with power to influence 2 Thessalonians 2 deals with a secret super secret power that is at work and I'm going to tell you right now is at work um in the Old Testament days obviously uh you know influencing kings and militaries to sacrifice humans to gain power to win battles. And so the powers were summoned to give victories. You can even go back to the story of Moses when the Israelites were fighting again, a demonized, demon-worshipping um, uh, pagan tribe that was uh, no doubt sacrificed humans to gain power to beat Israel. But Moses was there with his arms lifted high, praying and praying and praying and praying. And as long as the prayers were going on, Israel was able to, by the power of God, upon them to defeat the demonized, demon-empowered uh, military of that pagan nation. When the prayer arms, the intercessory arms went down and he was tired, 
Israel began to lose, and the demonized military began to forge forward until others came to help Moses and lift his arms and pray through until the battle was done. That should give us a clue nowadays when we're dealing with spiritual warfare. You don't give up until the battle's done. You don't give up until the satanic powers are completely crushed and that it's over. Because if you quit halfway through, uh, you're literally taking um, you know, the hand of God off the field. And the demonized, demon-empowered uh, military will forge forward. And that is a principle in spiritual warfare that we uh, desperately need to learn in the body. That you, when it comes to warfare with Satan, you do not quit until he flees. I believe that there's the idea of resistance, James 4, but there's also the idea of... of um, of using the authority of Christ, Luke 10, in praying against uh, the demonic powers that are infiltrating, invading, manifesting, and uh, influencing and flowing into government, military, media, music, in the realms of money. It's what, it's what the whole new world order is all, all based on. And you better believe they've been... They've been doing the rituals behind the scenes as we see. Listen, don't forget Ezekiel chapter 8, where those worshiping Satan were inside a cave where nobody could find them. So in its super secrecy, the summoning of demons, the release of demons, uh, was occurring right in Israel until God, by the Spirit of the Lord, led the prophet to look supernaturally open a hole into the into the wall, basically, to where he could look in, finally see a door, go all the way in, and God led, led the exposure, led the led the um, uh, the prophet to see completely what was going on, to see detestable things. And you know what? That's what we've felt for years and years in Shatter that that God has led. We've we've learned the principle, and we've done reap trips and researched and gone to places and been out and. You know, truly, it, to uncover the secret power of lawlessness, you need the power of God. You need the Spirit's leading. You need to use spiritual authority and be prepared. And as God will then begin to pull back the satanic secrecy and show what's going on behind the scenes, then we see what, what Ezekiel saw. Horrific and detestable things and I'm telling you right now, they're being done secretively because of infiltration in government, the UN, the Pentagon, Fort Bragg, all over the nation, caves, second basements, all over the place. Father Shefton, in his book in the 90s, estimated 100,000 covens in the United States. And if you don't believe these things, you might need to begin to research. Most people that don't believe is because they're completely and absolutely ignorant to the facts, let alone the biblical truths that we as Christians need to know about the sequence of satanic evolution, his agenda, which God gives to us if we uh, dare to study all of the Word and not just part of it. Point two on this page in the weaponization of satanic powers is this. The powers can bring supraphysical you know, ability. And I think that's important for us to understand, too. Um, we find very clearly, as we've already said, the Word of God says that the supernatural powers exist and are used. Old Testament, currently, well, in the days of Jesus, of course. Uh, look at Moses and Pharaoh and the, and the power encounters that occurred there, the snake and the two snakes. And so there's clear power encounters that ultimately can bring about supraphysical ability and manifestation. In the days of Moses, when he had the rod of God, and the, the the sorcerers brought forth theirs and threw down, and they excuse me, they turned into snakes. Now again, people who do not understand biblical revelation on supernatural ability will say, "Oh, that was just a trick, like a magic trick, you know, like people pulling out a bunny from a hat." No, we're not talking about sleight of hand. We're talking about real powers. You're talking about. Um, the Pharaoh, you're talking about Egypt during that time, which probably had massive learning from the Nephilim culture, if not Nephilim culture themselves. 
and had, um, well, if you study books like The Technology of the Gods, we're talking about the demon gods. Even extra-biblical literature all over in the Old Testament days would demonstrate that the fallen angels and the Nephilim trained and taught man in weaponry and advanced humankind into warfare. Isn't it interesting that during the millennium, when Jesus comes in the 1,000-year reign of Christ on the earth and Satan is bound, there's not one war. There is no war whatsoever. Until he's released at the end of the millennium, and instantly rebellion and a war begins to brew. So you got to understand where the war started. In the heavenlies, the fallen cherub. He began this war against God, and uh, it has been going on. Once we opened the doors and gave legal rule, it has been brought into the human race. Satan doesn't want to just rule the human race. He wants to rule from the platform of the human race and battle God using us as fodder. Once again, look at Revelation 19.19. Under point two of your notes, the powers can bring supraphysical ability. Take a look at the superhuman power um, that the demonized man had in Mark's Gospel, chapter 5. Demonized people will have superhuman strength. And just like military has done with transgenics and doing all they can to create kind of a super soldier, even, you know, well, at least a scientific study inside the theory and all, there, you know, of splicing uh, the genes of animals uh, into uh, the human so that we can see better, see at night, see like an animal does, that we would have capacities that go beyond just mere human ability to create super soldiers. If you care to do a study, even in Russia, where where uh, Stalin and others there in Russia, the scientists were led to do uh, in creating super soldiers to see if they could mix gorilla genetics with uh, humanity and create you know these super powerful. You think it's crazy? You got to do some studies. You got to see what the scientists were willing to do. Go back to the Nazi doctors. Look at the science and and experimentation on human beings they were doing. There were no ethics, and that's true in in Russia, and that's that's true in the United States, and to some degree, uh, in in a lot of the science that that go, has gone on and is going on. The entire development of mind control flowed from Germany, and we in the United States developed it to its nth degree so far. But I asked the question, and give the proposal that the anoint the fallen cherub is involved in the development of creating uh, um, the platform of a superhuman. In Mark chapter 5, the demonized man, they chained him, literally with iron chains, and he broke them. In many of the demonized cases that we've been involved with, I have watched where demonized individuals could bring down, I'm talking about even ladies, 110-pound ladies that could bring down a 280-pound man, that their strength to be able to pick up a chair by one leg with one arm and throw it across the room at me occurred twice. Their ability to run, fight, do things. Combine that with mind control programming and everything else, and you're going to begin to see what we talk about in the Black Awakening materials as the chosen ones. Demon power can bring supernatural strength and supernatural ability. Demon demonic powers can bring in the ability for telekinesis, clairvoyance, reading minds, influencing minds. Don't forget in Ephesians chapter 2 also the prince of the power of the air. The Greek word for that would be the idea of atmosphere, the immediate atmosphere. He's reigning in the atmosphere around us. So that as uh, rituals are done to summon spirits and then release them to this side, this side becomes more, I call it dirtying the atmosphere, darkening the atmosphere. You know what it's like to go to certain areas where we've been taken to ritual sites or homes and places where 
there was clear-cut rituals and things done to bring demons across. And you can literally feel, sense, the demonic presence and power in those places. I have no question that goes on. And again, double basements, laboratories, caves, places, hidden places, uh, where that power is uncontested. Where the demons are being summoned and it's uncontested. And the experimentation about how can we not only weaponize uh, the hearing, the sight, the strength, the abilities of our soldiers, but how do we how do we weaponize? How do we how do we harness hypnosis? How do we harness uh, demon, demonic energy, power to make a super soldier? Now, when when mill lab scientists in Germany. And then in the United States with Sidney Gottlieb and others begin to look into these kind of things. The question is, where did the ideas come from in the first place? My, um, my proclamation would be out of biblical revelation is that Satan is seeking to promote the demonizing of weapons or to turning demon power into uh, the weaponry of man to enhance the weaponry. I believe without question that, that the fallen cherub is behind the instigation of ideas for new weapons, lasers, whatever you can think of. Think in terms again of Satan, knowing that the second coming is coming, knowing that Jesus will return. Now, even in the Gospels, we find that demons know about the final ultimate judgment, the great white throne judgment, where they and all and Satan are thrown in the lake of fire, the final judgment. They know that. They know it's coming. I've already shared before how I believe Satan knows the scriptures backward and forward and only seeks to misuse, twist, and, 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 um, and obscure them for people. But he knows so far also what, is, what has really occurred in history. Every prophecy that God has given... Uh, for for the first coming of Christ has already occurred. And then there's prophecies for the second. So Revelation 12 shows us that Satan knew that Jesus was going to be born. And he was there ready to destroy him. And when he couldn't destroy him, he went after Israel. And when he couldn't destroy Israel, he goes after the church. you got to understand, Satan is the small g god of war. He is the instigator of war. He's the one that began the war. He knows warfare. He understands deception, subterfuge, sabotage, and there is a secret power, um, a satanic sequence operating supernaturally in the world in, in preparing the way politically in the governments and in the military, not only so that he can ascend through the Antichrist to power, but that he can create such a league of nations and a collection of military strength such as the world has never seen. And it's not for the, the world fighting each other. It's ultimately for the uh, mother of all wars before the end of history as we know it. Revelation 19.19. The powers can bring superphysical ability. We see that in Mark 5. We see in the um, revelation of Ephesians 2 where that the ruler of the power of the air, the atmosphere in the air around us, he is now at work. The Greek word meaning supernaturally and operative. That he's at work in the who? The children of disobedience. Those who are lost, unsaved, and those who have been influenced to be committed to his side. And that, my friends, and my warning would be to military leaders, soldiers being dragged into it, that he would use all the deception, sub subterfuge, and everything else in drawing them uh, to be a part of his uh, uh, to be a part of his um, agenda for the future, and that would include the supernatural weapons. I totally believe that there are scientists who would wake up and ideas would be in their heads. They'd have to write them down. If you, look, if you look at the way the demonic realm influences automatic writing, writers such as Alice Bailey, the Ascended Masters, guiding her and directing her and uh, literally giving a revealing part of their 
plan and purpose in the book, The Hierarchy or The Externalization of the Hierarchy. So you're going to find all of these things um, are, 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 again, uh, showing evidences of what the Word of God has already told us is going to happen. Question is, since God has given us the heads up, what are we doing with it? Question is, if God has given us the revelation on these issues, and of course our agenda is uh, to follow God's agenda in the evangelization of the world, and God has brought His power to bear in the evangelization of the world. Let me say something else, though, about God's power. If you study Romans 13, you're going to find out that God has ordained nation-states, but He also gave them a mission to do what is good, to commend what is good, and then to bear the sword law enforcement and military, on what is evil, to fight evil, and that God can and has weaponized nations to follow His plan in a fallen world to to, uh, stay the hand of evil. What if nobody fought Hitler? What if England collapsed, the United States never helped, and then eventually uh, all of Europe and all of everything was uh, ruled uh, by the Fuhrer and uh, the Nazi regime and the creation of hundreds of thousands of babies born uh, in Lebensborn to be the Aryan super soldiers, super men, god men? to completely replace, you know, annihilate the Jews, replace Christianity with the worship and powers of the Nordic gods, the ancient rituals and so forth. And then they would come from the United States. Obviously, anybody doing studies today about Nazi Germany realizes that it was a demonized ideology. Anybody studying Nazi scientists who were open to every kind of occultism, spiritual, you know, uh, practice that literally gives demonstration and evidence today that the demonic realm led them in their development of weaponry, which may have included some pretty incredible supernaturally oriented um, weapons. Well... In this session, again, I would love to do 10 hours just on the subject and giving more and more information. On your webpage that I've given to you, not only have I given to you two of the older newsletters that deal with the video uh, from YouTube uh, with Colonel Shannon and the weaponizing of uh, you know, um, the DARPA issue, and even the United States, again, I believe that since the 50s, the United States military, especially the uh, super-secretive intelligence agency, CIA and others, have been clearly infiltrated spiritually beyond their capacity that brought about, you know, the science behind mind control, certain weapons, and weapons that are being made to this very day for the sake of future use. So on your webpage, you can go look at uh, uh, other uh, sessions we've done, uh, the materials on the men who stare at goats, and see again how the military is bought into, at the very least there, a uh, um, a light side of uh, supra-human abilities and powers. Don't forget as we look through this study that clearly Satan is considered not only the father of lies but a murderer that he clearly is an instigator of war. Let me give you an idea to think about, okay? Could it be that Satan causes and instigates war and the fear of war, maybe even using secret societies and whatever else? A lot of conspiracies out there about even the Iraqi war right now, that who's really behind uh, manipulating nations, including the United States, to move everybody to war, which means they've got to build bigger, broader budgets into the billions of dollars to uh, maintain, develop, uh, and have their armies out there, and uh, then to do research to become up with greater weaponry, more weaponry. It's, it's like a frantic push. It's clear in the books that were written in the 70s on Psy Warriors and other others that there was a frantic, frantic military search uh, to weaponize anything they could to get the advantage over the Russians, and vice versa. 
And we're seeing that today. And we've been told uh, through uh, John Ronson in his book, The Men Who Stare at Goats, again, a study of uh, U.S. military's use of powers, that even Colonel Shannon has been brought back into homeland security for the sake of developing psi warriors. Yes, in 2008. You've done the studies or you've read or you looked at behind uh, some of the information on remote viewers. And it's no longer out of Fort Meade, Stargate, and out of our U.S. military and the millions of dollars and, and people like Ed Dames and Buchanan and uh, McMahon Eagle and uh, many others that all come from military. It all flowed from military to remote view to use uh, the, the possibility of extending your mind or the ideas of old astral projection to weaponize it. But notice, it's gone beyond remote viewing now to remote influencing and beyond remote influencing to what some have called psychic assassination. There are many people out there and many of the victims of uh, governmental or at least rogue governmental mind control projects that were brought into this. And more and more and more is coming out, but the um, need again, to study and, and to realize this, uh, we're, 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 we're 20 years behind. So point two on your notes, the powers can bring super physical ability, superhuman power, uh, superhuman, uh, supernatural powers in the air that, that can bring influence and presence and, and so forth, individuals who are open, and, uh, and, and supernatural weapons, the ideas, the creation of. Point three goes on to see that According to biblical revelation, 2 Thessalonians 2, connected with Revelation, uh, Revelation 16, 18, and 19, that there clearly is a satanic search for, military, um, for a military platform. Let me say it again, based on Revelation 19, 19. Satan will succeed at developing the largest governmental political system in human history, evil system, that is inseparably connected to uh, the largest, most empowered, most advanced, most demonized military ever in human history. And he doesn't pull it out of his hat out of overnight. It's a process. It is a satanic evolution of military, of government. It is a satanic push towards that uh, critical day in which uh, the Antichrist will eventually have his revelation revelation to the world, his apocalypse to the world. So when you begin to study again Revelation 16, you're going to see how, again, demon powers were used to gather political and military leaders and millions of soldiers and all of their weapons out onto the field of battle convincing them that they need to fight the actual visible return of Jesus Christ to the earth. Now you take it and you look at it yourself. Let me give you one other thing here in the bottom of page 35 that deals with um, all of this because this is so big. Again, this is so big. One hour, even the couple other hours that I've given you on the background materials is not enough. We need to really know this and then say, you know what? With God giving us the insight about all this and the future things that are coming and that they are in process right now and have been in process for, you know, 50, 60, 70 years, what has gone on in the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s has lent itself to where we are now, which will lend itself in that satanic sequence to the day of the arrival. Well, the first thing, the massive chaos, the great revolt. They, Satanists call it the Black Awakening to collapse society. And then, uh, and then from that collapse and elimination of resistors to to then bring out of the ashes the phoenix, the new, the new uh, regime that will save the, quote, save the world. Um, and Antichrist will be seen as one who saved the world because it, it will be clear that he who began this thing 
uh, puts an end to it. So he causes the massive chaos, but he puts an end to it. Now, as he puts an end to it, there's a very short period of time, less than less than seven years' time, in which the full development of the political and military system will be developed in such a demonized, sabotaged, um, uh, seduced way that they will be convinced. I'm talking about the leaders of Europe, France, Italy, even Russia, even the Arab nations will be seduced. And the United States is in for a big collapse and will be sought to be drawn in uh, to this battle against God. Now, I want to share with you a 3,000, to this day, it's around approximately 3,000 years old. Psalm chapter 2. I don't know if you ever, you know, really took a look at Psalm chapter 2, but when you begin to read this, you know, it, it you know, and even, even, even in uh, Revelation, or I'm sorry, the book of Acts chapter um, 4, chapter 4, it is quoted where there's a sense of uh, the, uh, a rage against God's anointed. Now, that only brings out the, the concept that there are people that are, that are conspiring to rage against God's anointed. But even then, it's not used in its full sense the way, Revela- or the way we see it in Revelation now. Psalm chapter 2 is such an incredible revelation of, 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 of God's warning to the kings of the earth to military and political leaders. And I believe, listen, whoever has the influence out there and whoever wants to work at this, you know, this is something that you need to get to military leaders and and, and leaders and governmental leaders and others. God has given a warning to all those leaders concerning, you know, the question, why do the nations rage or conspire and gather together to conspire and to rage against God's anointed one, Christ and it and it literally gives a warning in Psalm chapter 2 concerning that they they need to really embrace the son embrace Christ before it's too late um we see very clearly the uh prof- prophetic revelation that that is what will be occurring and that the gathering and the conspiring and the raging that's involved with this uh is all guided uh, to be against the Lord Jesus Christ. And so if you look at Psalm chapter 2, connect it with Psalm, well, I'm sorry, Revelation 16 and Revelation specifically 19.19, you'll begin to get the picture that the satanic sequence of what he wants to develop on the face of the earth has been going on for a long time. And that God has given in the past and from past prophetic words, warning to the nations, warning to the kings and leaders of these nations, insight to you and I as believers, because these things of the Old Testament were written down to teach us. So what do we do with the teaching? What do we do with the incredible insight that God has given Obviously, God didn't give us every detail. We'd have, we have had thousands of books. But he gave strategic pictures of the methods, the agenda, and the actual occurrences uh, of the satanic agenda. God has clearly given us a heads up. Now, again... God also demonstrates in the context, like, for example, 2 Thessalonians 2, where uh, it is clearly said that the man of lawlessness, the apocalypse, the rise of the Antichrist comes. Immediately, God says, the man doomed to destruction. So there's this constant picture by the Spirit of God, even though that will occur on that side, um, it'll be short-lived, God will destroy him, God's sovereign power holds it all back to the proper time anyway. And this is what we see, you know, happening um, with God's power, God's presence. And so we see this clearly. 
But that doesn't mean that we can't scream out to uh, the King of Spain and France and Germany and the Netherlands and Italy and Greece and UK and and all over to say, hey, Psalm chapter 2 is God speaking to you about the end days, to your military leaders, to your governmental leaders. Don't be drawn in to a dark conspiracy that rages and makes plans to fight the anointed one of God. If you find yourself being drawn into that plan, we must tell them, you are doomed to destruction with the Antichrist. If you join the New World Order Luciferian army uh, developing, if you join and are part of that and you take the mark and you do all uh, that is expected of you following orders. Revelation nineteen nineteen gives the the future picture of the absolute annihilation of the largest satanically guided de- developed military in humanity. The annihilation of the, the that massive military in just moments. In just moments, what do you do with millions of soldiers, technology, kings and military leaders strategizing under the direct inspiration of demons? When Jesus comes, it will be a supernatural power that destroys and uh, strips the Antichrist of his authority, presence, um, and all of, all of what he is, and the, and the false prophet. And then, and then the hammer literally spiritually falls on the demonized. And so when some of the those who have been trained, you know, believe they're being trained for this, hear me talk about this, they get angry. But I need to tell even those sub- military-created personalities, chosen ones, that they're only used by Satan as fodder for the field. Uh, it's, it's as though Satan is throwing everything he can at Jesus in the second coming. The second coming is a beautiful thing for believers. We will be snatched up forcibly, taken up, caught up, uh, glorified instantly to be at the Lord. But then we will come down with the Lord Jesus, Revelation 19.11. The armies that follow Jesus dressed in white robes, that's the redeemed. That's you. God has given a picture of you, born again, you know, saint. That's a picture of you coming down. You don't even get to do anything in the battle. You come as the armies. Can you imagine again the heavens opening up and Christ descending with not only you know, probably a few billion believers, redeemed believers, glorified in indestructible immortal bodies, but uh, the trillions of angels that have already defeated Satan, his angels anyway. So this vast army out of the heavens comes down, and a vast army on the earth is there. And if you can't get this picture, I'm, I'm encouraging you to take a look at these biblical revelations and be embraced by them and uh, begin to connect biblical dots, references, and put Psalm 2 and connect it with Revelation 19.19. You'll see that it's a 3,000-year-old prophecy. And I think that if uh, you're a pastor, teacher, preacher, that some of these things come, you know, we can be written about, spoken about, um, emphasized, and that what is, what is the, the Scriptures we're told in the New Testament, the book of Romans, written down, not only is encouragement and so forth, but we're told in Corinthians, written down to warn us. Prophecy is here uh, within the church to play a prophetic role, to speak to the nations. To speak to the nations. Well, to speak to them what? Uh, the message of God, the love of God, the grace of God, but also the clear, sheer warning. Listen, if you sign up with the Antichrist and his troops, no matter how good it looks, um, you you will be you will you will you will uh, you will lose you will lose horribly on the field now i'm going to look up a scripture for you out of romans and i think that this kind of ties in the concept of uh, the word of god and the prophetic theme 
This is now out of uh, Romans 16, verse 25 down. Here's, what God, here's again, Spirit of God is leading the Apostle Paul to write. We read now. Now to him who is able to establish you by my gospel and the proclamation of Jesus Christ. This is all about the Great Commission, the mission of Jesus saving souls. Let me start again. Romans 16, 25. Now to him who is able to establish you by my gospel and the proclamation of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery hidden for long ages past, but now revealed and made known through the prophetic writings by the command of the eternal God, so that all nations might believe and obey him. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna read this verse and give you some commentary or preach preach this verse a little bit, okay? Now unto him the idea of paying honor and worship, who is able to establish you, that is to build you, strengthen you by the power of the word of God, the gospel, and so forth, and the proclamation of Jesus Christ, which is the most powerful thing that can be done on the face of the earth. Then it says, according to the revelation of the mystery hidden for long ages past, Old Testament only had types and shadows and had prophecies concerning this, the first coming of God in human flesh. But look at verse 26. But now it's revealed. Now it's revealed. New Testament is explosive. It completely unveils Old Testament uh, types and shadows and prophecies and unveils the, the mystery that was once a mystery, now is completely made known. Here's what it says. But now revealed and made known, how? Through the prophetic writings. Just as we're saying Psalm 2 is a prophetic writing about, about Revelation 19.19, about Revelation 16, when the dragon, the beast, and the false prophets send out the demon powers to convince, seduce, and supernaturally engage and draw out these nations and leaders and militaries onto the earth, onto the grounds, uh, again, to, to conspire against and rage against and war against the Lord's Christ, the Anointed One. Now, the end of this scripture here says, not only has it been revealed and made known through the prophetic writings through, um, by the command of the eternal God, God has commanded the revelation of this. God has commanded that it be unleashed. God has commanded that it be foretold. God has commanded that it be, uh, you know, uh, proclaimed. With this, in, look, look at the words, so that. It's called a hina clause in the Greek. Uh, with the result that, or for the purpose, that all nations might believe and obey Him. And then it says, To the only wise God be glory forever through Jesus Christ. Amen. That all nations. So the prophetic writings is to save the nations, which includes the leaders. That's why in the book of uh, Timothy chapter 2, we the Spirit of God says, First of all, with urgency, I say, uh, with prayers and intercession and, and specific prayers and general prayers. Pray for the kings, the leaders. And biblically, that represents the political military leaders. Many times the political leader was the military leader, so it's inseparable. The kings of the earth refer to the political military leaders leadership. And the Word of God, the Holy Spirit, tells us in Timothy 2, 1, on down, uh, that we're to pray for them. And then we're told in that same chapter, this is good and this pleases God our Savior who wills all men, pas anthropos, all men to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. One mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all, for all of Europe, all of England, all, all. So as you think over this, and you think in terms of uh, coming wars and coming battles, as you look into, you know, again, Satan has man blaming each other for the wars. When he, just like with Job, he instigated the destruction of Job's family, properties, 
supernatural powers were wielded to strike in a supra-physical way. And uh, the powers of Satan were weaponized to try to bring down Job and obviously brought death, damage, collapse, and then disease. Behind the scenes. I mean, Job didn't even know what was going on. And I think, again, right now, nation leaders, military leaders, they have no idea what is going on and why the battles and wars and skirmishes uh, are all being pushed from the from from the from the other side? If you understand spiritual warfare, where you get thoughts in your head, arrows of Satan, you know Ephesians six. You need to understand that those same kind of arrows, those influences, those involuntary thoughts, involuntary ideas, involuntary feelings, that sometimes hit you to go contrary to God, to lie to you about God, to get you to disbelieve are the exact same kind of powers being used with political leaders, military leaders, and those who will be led out um, to the slaughter. Well, again, I wish I could take time, and in in the coming book uh, you'll have a large portion on this, and I'll probably do a lot more speaking on this subject too, with direct broadcasts made. Uh, You pray for me on this direct broadcast made uh, aimed at soldiers and military leaders and political leaders, the UN, Pentagon, places like that, Europe, the kings. Um, hopefully it's going to be supernaturally, providentially guided to be led to them. And uh, and I'll be bringing up Psalm chapter 2, 3,000-year-old message from God that he has personally addressed to the kings of the earth. Well, listen, heavy stuff. You be prayed up. Jesus Christ utterly destroys the satanic work according to Revelation 19. We, we know that. We know that he's coming back for us. We know that we'll be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. The Greek word harpazo, uh, that we'll be snatched up forcefully, quickly, and be glorified instantly and the coming ultimate goal of our salvation. So be strong now. Stay in the word daily. Know why we need to not only enjoy the Lord, but need to, like in Nehemiah's day, on the one hand, he's building, building, building. On the other hand, he has a weapon. We need to be believers who know how to build, 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 evangelize, you know, win the world, but also have that weapon of warfare. That's the reason Jesus gave us authority to trample the demonic powers, to strike out against them, to have the armor of God on for our defense, but have the authority in our prayers and our, uh, for the offense. And uh, evangelism is really the, the height of God's offense in the world today. Well, anyway, we need to go. The Lord's blessing to you. We'll see you in the next session.